0: good afternoon everyone welcome to another edition of this week in the bush league hosted by the chief and the champ i'm the chief uh that little led zeppelin is has to do with my beer review this week
1: (laughs) that's awesome and i am the champ and the bush league practices the pirate's code which is those who fall behind are left behind
0: (laughs) yeah it's like vikings Right. That's
1: yeah. <laughs> right. It's the same same type of thing. Yeah. 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 They, What's so, going on with uh? I, I like the Led Zeppelin lead-in because I was thinking, oh wait, I've heard this before. That's Led Zeppelin. What? I, yeah. I'm not making the connection yet. So 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 fill me
0: in. Well, when we get to the beer review, uh I'm drinking a beer called Red Zeppelin. Oh. And it has okay. like the, kind of a, it looks like one of the album covers with the Zeppelin and. And I thought, yeah, you know what? I, in Kashmir, I love that song. I don't know why I like it. I don't know. I don't know any of the lyrics. I don't know any of it. But I like just like the tune.
1: So, so let me ask you something. You know, um, in terms of music services, do you do you get like Amazon Prime or Spotify or um, Pandora? Any of those, or you use, um, or do you use a uh, Google Music or something like that? YouTube. Uh,
0: yeah, I have Pandora. I don't pay for it. I just. You know, right. what I mean, I just okay. type in a genre, and it comes up. Um, usually, if I'm listening, Pandora, either because Chris and I are just sitting on the deck, eat, you know, hanging out or eating dinner, and it's usually jazz. Gotcha. Okay, and, so you're a big jazz fan? I didn't know that. I am a jazz fan. Again, I can't tell you, like, what era it's from and the significance of the song, but I, yeah, I usually I type in Miles Davis and then let it rip for a couple of hours and, and it's easy listening it's got a good rhythm to it i think even though jazz probably doesn't have a rhythm it's probably not the good word but yeah i like listening to it
1: so you know what we'll have to uh, devote five or ten minutes on future podcasts particularly in the wintertime on on music um... and in terms of miles davis I, you know i you're right jazz i don't know all the great jazz players i have tried to get uh, a little bit better but Early Miles Davis through the mid '60s is really good. Then he got into the avant-garde jazz, which kind of loses me. But you know, maybe we'll have uh, some discussion and, and and have some people on
0: um, that may know
1: jazz or different types of uh, genre of, of music.
0: Yeah, I think jazz made a switch with the uh, introduction of heroin. <laughs> that's what mm-hmm. I think. That's what I think changed a lot of it. As, as much a tragic tragedy happened. I, I think it you know it, it changed their music and um, I, I couldn't tell you if I listened to a Miles Davis song, I couldn't tell you if it was pre-60s or post 60s or post 70s but I, I just like the the I like listening to it. Yeah, it's easy.
1: If you listen to them you, you'd be able to tell and, and and you know what a good introduction to to, to jazz is if you ever watched uh, Ken Burns um, special on jazz it's really good.
0: I feel like I'm in a class when I'm watching Ken Burns specials. Okay. I feel like right. I, like I have to pay attention and take notes. Yeah, but you're a big student. I'm the one that's not a student. You're the student. Yeah. but he, he needs and to a have, teacher. He needs to have a more energetic whoever narrates that needs to be more energetic. <laughs> Come on man. let's keep my attention. Yeah. I tried to watch yeah. right. prohibition it was I, I, I couldn't last 10 minutes.
1: Wait, right. wait, wait, which one is that? I, I, you kind of dropped off there.
0: The Prohibition one.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, well, you, you know right now he has one on, it just concluded, uh, a four-part series on Muhammad Ali.
0: Oh, uh, really? All right. That'd yeah. be interesting. It, it, it really is. Oh, you've, you've seen it? Yeah, it, okay. ju- it just aired this past week. All right. Yeah. Maybe I'll, ki- I'll keep an eye out for it. All right, so we okay. got our second-to-last guest uh, this week. Bill of the Statman, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing well, Raj. How are you guys
0: doing? We are doing great. We're winding down of a season of 27 weeks, which Jamie and I spent in the bottom half. So, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're doing pretty good today. This is our last week. Um, so, it, it, and this is a big gap, you know, your whole season. But how would you sum up your season? And I have a couple follow-on questions after that.
2: Sure. So if you give me a little bit of latitude, um, I was telling Jame, I've kind of had the um, the, the kind of the pleasure to listen to everybody else and talk through their, uh, you know, their their struggles and why they kind of are where they're not and players underperforming. But um, I can break it down the way Jamie's done it. And you guys have talked about it, you know, the different phases, there's the the retention piece, right? There's the draft and then what you do in season. Um, And I can tell you my retention was pretty good, right? I went cheap. I went pretty cheap and I'm like, I'm happy with what I got. Right. I mean, I, I got some good value. Certainly got a Uriah. I had clarity till I traded him. McCutcheon's been fine. So, so that was good for me. And then I really went downhill, right? The draft was bad. I left 80 cents on the table, right? Who, who does that? And, and, and so that's a failing grade on me, right? I could have had a couple players if I had just been less conservative. Uh, so that was a bad draft for me. And then I went into the season and, and let's talk about it, right? My fab has been horrible, right? And I think it's the the, the phrase we hear every week, the, the cup of Connor Joe, right? That epitomized my fab. So bad draft, bad fab, nothing to manage because my team was really thin and fragile. And, uh, yeah, I just have, I'm just i a bad manager this year, right? And the team's ahead of me. <laughs> the team's ahead of me, who are, who are Rick and, and Bob, deserve to be where they're, they are. And I'm just fortunate to be anywhere close to where I am because I – I haven't quite done the institutional mismanagement that the auditors have talked about, but it's <laughs> pretty darn close. So with that, that diatribe, I think I, I, I'm kind of done. But go ahead and
0: ask me some questions. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for coming on. Um, hey. <laughs> Want to wake everybody up? <laughs> so, all right. So let let me let me counter a little bit uh, with yes. the draft. Um, mm-hmm. I. I thought you had a better draft than you did retention. And, and, and you know, you and I swapped Anderson for Nimmo. And both of them was – that was kind of a wash in a sense that, you know, Nimmo gave you some good stats, but not really – you were really looking for a lot more at-bats than you than you got out of them, And yep. Nick Sensel is a guy that you took a flyer on it. He – like, I think everyone's going to give up on this guy. Like, I'm tired of hearing his name come yeah. up. Yeah. You know I think, what I mean? I think, yeah.
2: Yeah, Cincinnati, I think, is done with him as well. I think he could have been called up after being injured for the, you know, twenty sixth time. And I think he in the sixty day DL. I think when he came off, they just sent him to the minors. Yeah. Right? And this is when they were still battling for a wild card. So I don't think he's in the Reds uh plans anymore.
0: Right. But when you look at your draft, so you got Hoskins that, that went out you know what, two thirds of the way through the season. You had Aguilar that missed the last he's he's gonna miss at least six Six weeks, I think you're going to miss some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You had Degrom that missed significant time, I, mm-hmm. and those guys that you, uh, Steven Strasburg, who mm-hmm. who just didn't, he never got going. Um, right. I I don't. I think you had a good draft. I, I think you drafted guys well. It's just it, it was a bad year. I, I just think the Sewer Hawks team was just crazy good, and I think if you any other year, I. I think you're probably going to win this thing. Either you or Rick at this point, but you, but I think you had a good draft. Um, I, I I can't speak to the to the Fab, but yeah, I, I thought you I thought you had a good draft, and especially since Hoskins was having a pretty good year for you.
2: Yeah, I, I was a little facetious, and certainly I'm hard on myself. I, I mean, the problem again, the people who I got were fine; they must have been good values. If you had money left. It's just you know I can think of two or three players. I was going back and forth with, with maybe the same owner or a different owner and I, I held on to money. Yeah. And for what reason? Right. So, so that's the part that really I'm picking myself and I've done this before, right? You think I'd be better with this after 35 years, but you're right. I did okay. And, and, and right. I had my share of injuries, but everybody does. Yeah. Not, no,
0: I get it. I'm not yeah.
2: say so much about it, but again, I didn't do any favors for
1: myself with my thin bench with the way I went after that.
0: So w- one of the retention questions I have for you is if we didn't have OPS would would you still retain McCutcheon? Like if we would have had batting average instead?
2: Uh, uh, I, I think I may have. I guess I still thought he would hit a little higher for average. Um, and so, yeah, because, because he was only a quarter and, and you know, he, he gives me other categories. Sure. Um, I, I would have still retained him if it was just batting average, not OPS.
0: Okay. All right. And then, lastly, before I give it over to Jamie, um, so you trade Flaherty for Freeman. Is that, is that who you traded?
2: Yeah, so actually, that's that, that essentially the players. However, um, I also traded um, Gavin Lux, and, and I got back Di Sclafani as well, so that okay. was a really good deal for me. Um, yeah, but Freeman and, 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 and Di Sclafani came over for, for essentially Flaherty and Gavin Lux.
0: So... And what I've noticed with Freeman, that's his second half has been way better than the first couple months of this season.
2: Yeah, I mean he's he's just taken off. Yeah. I, mean, I guess I was fortunate because I know he had a couple below average months for the Ducks, and then you know the Ducks decided you know they're going to unload and look for next year, and and then Freeman just started hitting like crazy. Yeah, at one point he was hitting almost over four hundred for me, and his OPS is over a thousand. Um, he, he's doing really well. I think he's leading the league in runs.
0: He is, yeah, with 117. Of course, that team they ha- they don't need guys knocking in runs anymore. They they don't need Freeman to knock in runs. He's he should be a leadoff hitter compared to all the <laughs> other guys. Which brings me to Adam Duvall again with 111 ribs. Um, y- y- you got to be pretty pleased with that.
2: Yeah, I mean that you know last year he was a bad pick, not bad, uh, a reserve pick for me, right? And, and I took another flyer on him this year, figuring at the end of the draft when I had all my money and not much power out there, I went after him and. He's, he's certainly overperformed, right? This is a career year for him, even being traded between two teams. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pretty darn happy with how he's performed for me this year.
0: And then lastly, uh, and I apologize, lastly, did you ever think, you know, since August, well, maybe since mid-August, that you could pass the Sewerhawks?
2: Well, I think if you look back, and Jamie may know this more than I, I think there was actually a, a day, maybe it was a night that didn't, maybe I got passed again, in late August, when I think I was in first place, right? And at that point, anything could happen. Um, but, but then after some time frame, I had a couple of injuries. It was clear the ground, wasn't coming back. Um, I realized my team was just too fragile, and, and, and I was just too thin. And, and Bob was making all the right moves and fab and doing stuff, and I wasn't. And, and, and somewhere end of August, early September, I pretty much was going to wave the white flag. But, yeah, for, for a while there, I'm like, hey, I got a shot at this. Okay,
0: yeah. All right, Jay, what, what do you got?
1: Yeah, you know, Bill, that was uh, actually accurate. You were ahead um, at some point late August. And then, strangely enough, sometime within a, a week, Bob declared that, uh, you know, turn off the lights, the party's over. And he only had a two-point lead. And uh, sure enough, he's he's opened it up, so, so good for him. And, you know, as I watched this documentary on Muhammad Ali, um, you know, Bob Kirk has been a bit like you know Muhammad Ali saying you know these kind of things and then trying to back it up. Um, You know if we hear Bob saying that you know he's pretty (laughs) like Muhammad used to do, then then we'll really know.
0: (laughs) Or say my name. Hey,
1: uh, (laughs) yeah, there you go. Yeah, Um, good documentary. You got you got to take a look at it. Um, Anyway, a couple things I wanted to follow up on and what you said. I, I appreciate your retrospective on, on your own team and being able to analyze. Um, I, I did think I think it was a fair assessment that your your bench was was kind of thin um, this year. But, but 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 Fab the Fab game has changed so much with so many players being uh, on the reserve team. It's just really difficult. Um, you just want to talk about Fab for a little bit and possible strategies or or downfalls that you had this year in Fab. Uh, I can
2: because it's such a hard thing. As you said before, it used to be you know you could kind of look in Friday, Saturday night, see who's doing pretty well, do a few website checks, look at your needs, and then you put in a fad bid for somebody, you know, at, at some what I call reasonable amount, and you had a pretty good chance of getting that player. And now – I start to think about it and, and and by the time I check on the player, the, the guy had been picked last week. Right? <laughs> yeah. or, or, or I put in three dollars and he goes for six, right? It's like I'm just way off, you know, early on. And then it becomes a scramble mode when you're like, well, there's not a lot out there, and what should I do? And then I put in twelve bucks for Connor Joe, right? And he goes, Oh, for eight sent to the minors and I'm thinking <laughs> nobody else bid more than two, right? So I was just off my game almost all year with fab. It's just really difficult. Trying to figure out your needs. Everybody else looking far ahead, but not too far ahead. And yeah, I mean, I have a lot of gray hair. And it's not, it's not getting uh, any better with Fab.
1: Uh, <laughs> <day>. <laughs> um, I, I also appreciated the fact that you talked about the draft. I had forgotten that you had left eighty cents on the table, and I, I guess that's the second most since somebody left two dollars on the Fab. Or excuse me, on the draft table um, five or six years ago. Do you remember that? I don't know. Was that me? Yeah, that was you. I didn't was that much
2: then either, I thought. And it
1: was, it, 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 it was quite a bit. And I remember at the end of the draft, Tom saying, and this is this is unlike Tom, he goes, I actually felt bad for Bill because he left so much money on the table. You ended up winning that year.
2: Oh, yeah. That was the year I tied for Tom on that, that fateful last day of the year. last game. Yeah. And last
1: yeah.
2: I don't think it was that much, but you're right. It was a lot of money. And I'm why I don't know. It is a you won't see that happen this year
1: coming up. Well, I I, I would if I were you I would take the opposite approach. I would say, listen, I'm only going to use twenty four dollars to give you guys some sort of an advantage. That's that, <laughs> I would I would be a little bit boisterous about that, but that's yeah. that's just me. Yeah. Um, hey, and this is just a follow up on what Raj had said. He had talked about some some of the players that you have on the the IL right now, and and I just looked at it because Bob Bob. Kirk made the accurate point that, that not all IL positions, um, you know, time is, is the same. And for the early part of the year, your team was pretty good at avoiding the, the IL. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just looked today, and um, of, of the amount that you um, bid at the draft on players, you have $11.40 worth of players on the IL out of, well, I guess for you, $34.20. Yeah, that's not <laughs> half my money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. and I think that goes to, to Roger's point, right, that you just got hurt um, at, at the end of the season, and it, it kind of made a difference toward the end because your your offense kind of was limping at the end.
2: Oh, it's bad. I mean, if there's another two weeks, I might finish
1: fourth or fifth. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and then the last thing I want to talk about, Raj hit on this already. Um, you made a couple of trades. Um, And you talked about Flaherty and Lux for Freeman and Vesplafani, which went really well, um, I think, for you. And then you also made a trade with Raj two weeks earlier, traded uh, Freddie Peralta for Edwin Diaz. Um, What were your thoughts on that, and how did that work out?
2: Yes, I think we talked about it, and Raj has talked about it. Um, I think it worked out for both. He might have gotten a little better deal. I can't tell, but my thoughts at the time were – Kimball, my other closer, my only other closer at the time, to me was overperforming. And, of course, there was always talk he was going to be traded. And so when I looked at the standings and the category, I thought I needed to do something to move up in stat, or saves or at least try to shore where I was. And so, yeah, I thought Diaz was, was, was the guy I needed. You know, Roger was shopping him. And I was also thinking, well, I don't know how good this Freddie Peralta is going to be over a whole season, right? And maybe I caught him during his hot streak and he might tail off, which I don't think he really has, maybe a little – and so I just thought it was the right trade for me. I mean, Diaz is Diaz, and, and I don't watch him pitch. But, but it was a good trade for me. I would do it again. And it certainly has helped me move up in, in saves where I am now.
1: Okay. All right. Hey, hey Raj, did you want to uh, talk about the CBS scoring update? Or l- let me just ask Bill that. Um, so a couple weeks ago, you and Bob had talked about um, a potential error, and, I, and it, it escapes me right now um, who the player was involved. It was, was it Brandon Nimmo? For me, it was Nimo. For him, it was Hernandez, the pitcher for the Marlins. Okay. Can you confirm that they did or didn't make that update?
2: I can confirm that they did when I go all the way back to the stats and see what Nimo has done, you know, and when I had him up. And, and, and it's accurate to me. It must have just backdated it to April 11th somehow.
1: Okay. And, and what, what kind of marks did you give CBS, the website, this year?
2: Uh, probably a D maybe maybe close to failing only because again this is the 21st century right we're in 2021 we should be able to uh we should be able to maintain a technology site like this it shouldn't be rocket science but they don't seem to do a very good job right especially compared to the others from what i hear um
1: you know that's a really good point because i think they were you know I, at least in my opinion an early adopter of the technology and i thought they had done really well but they've kind of let that advantage kind of slip away
2: yeah, and it sounds like their customer service is just horrible, right? You guys can attest to this. They're just they're just dismissive and, and kind of patronizing, and, and I hate both of those unless I'm the one doing
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it. That's <laughs> that's perfect. Um, and, and and lastly, um, if you listened to last week's podcast, um,
0: Roger had mentioned
1: uh, Roberto Clementi Day. I guess it was September 15th. We weren't really sure of uh, the significance of that date, but Major League Baseball um, allowed any player that wanted to wear the number 21 um, to, to be able to do so, and you probably saw you know, uh, Yachty wearing number 21. Yep. But um, you also have a Roberto Clemente jersey and, and the story behind it.
2: Yeah, so I can share that. So you guys know I have a bunch of baseball jerseys, and um, on casual Friday, although work every day is casual Friday, um, I would just wear usually a different baseball jersey, mostly Cardinals, but different ones. And also, I was starting to stockpile, when we would go to a different city, I would try to pick up a jersey from the home team there so I could wear it. And so we went to Pittsburgh in ooh, 2009, was it? Um, I'm like, I want to pick up a, a, a Pirates jersey um, before we went. And so I found a knockoff uh, Roberto Clemente jersey from some probably sketch website, but I guess it worked out for me. And I was wearing it um, one Friday at work, and and I used to park across the street, and I had to, you know, cross the street to get to work. And I was standing there and waiting for the traffic to go on, the light to turn. And you know how it is when you're standing next to somebody, and you can tell they want to talk to you, but I don't really want to talk to them. And they're kind of looking at me, and I'm trying to to wait for the light to turn. And and then, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm just not going to say anything, and maybe he'll just move on. And this guy, he was in his early 30s maybe, so he wasn't that much – the time that much younger than me, but he goes, Pirates, huh? I'm like, Oh, here we go. I guess I gotta talk to him. <laughs> right, and I'm like, Uh, yeah, Pirates. And he looks back at my jersey and he says, Clement. I said, Uh huh, please like turn green so I can go across the road. But, um, I said, Yeah, and I didn't want to say any more. And he kind of shrugs his shoulders and says, Oh, that must be one of their new guys, and then walks across the street. <laughs> I kept several distance, several steps behind him. And, oh, yeah, boy. I mean, it's like, really, yeah? He had no idea who Roberto Clemente was. And I wasn't about to give him a history lesson because I didn't want to talk to him. But, yes, that's what happens sometimes. <laughs> no appreciation for baseball.
0: Yeah, that that's bad. That's, that, that is that bad. That bad. Yeah, especially since – and and it's changed a little bit over the past years. But you'd see more Roberto – jerseys than you would bonds jerseys in pittsburgh
1: absolutely yeah and and
0: stargill jerseys for that matter yeah you'll see you'll see roberto jerseys all over the place so
2: yep that's my clemente story
0: that's funny (laughs) that's a funny story i don't know how you could forget that unless you just wanted to block it out (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: i think it is i think i just try to yeah erase that stuff from memory
0: ah that's good all right, Bill, uh, we appreciate you coming on. You had a hell of a year. Uh, you know, We'll see if you can stick in uh, second place. It'll be, it'll be a good uh, lat- next seven days for you and the Lakers.
2: So I don't really think I have a chance. If you look, I mean, it looks like you could pass me in runs. Jamie could pass me in runs. I mean, I, I think I'm just going to try to see if I can keep the amount of points that I had when I did win it two years ago, which is around 73. But I don't think there's really – I mean, there's a small chance, but almost no chance I can pass the Lakers, so – uh, I think I've settled into where, where I am and, and should be thankful, given this manager and how bad he did. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, well, hopefully we'll see you at the uh, Hawk victory party in a few weeks. Yeah, I'm
2: looking forward to it. Uh, and you guys, again, do a great job on this. Again, it's my second best hour of the week, and I'm looking forward to to listening to the rest of this when I, when I drive home during the week uh,
1: from work.
0: All right, brother. Hey, Thanks,
2: Bill. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Take care. See
1: you.
0: Okay, that, that was a good Roberto story. I, I never heard yeah. that Jersey story before. And,
1: uh, that, uh, yeah, that, that was very entertaining by Bill, wasn't it? Very good self-assessments of, of his team. Maybe a little bit harsh, but yeah. uh, very entertaining.
0: Yeah, I, and I, I think that both for the Lakers and the Statman, any other year, they're fighting for first select going into the last week, right? It, yeah.
1: it, isn't it hard not to be self-critical, though, in, in, in this league? I, I, I think most of us. our own worst enemies when it comes to to this because you never see when you're right, but you can always see when you're wrong.
0: Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably an accurate. Yeah. Thought. Um, so rolling into the standings review, Kirk's sewer sitting at 85 Lakers at 78, which is, I think it's the highest he's been all year. I think 78, maybe 79. He's maxed out at, um, Seven points back, it's it, it's going to take a just a complete Padre implode of the Sewerhawks for the Lakers to pass him.
1: Yeah, I don't think yeah. there's much uh, chance there.
0: No, uh, it, dudes of the Bulls are still fighting it out for fourth. Uh, I'm fighting it out with Tom now for sixth. Um, <laughs> and then uh, you're you're at 43. Alliance is at 43. and Then you got the Ducks, who's probably at the highest he's been all year too at 16. So. Um, with the with the weekly with the with the weekly review, um, it's, this thing's not coming up here. You want me to get that? I got it. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Hawks have another have another good week. Uh, Lakers have another good week. Bearcats again. Uh, it's a shame this isn't May because the Bearcats be in this thing. Because um, the yeah. last six weeks, he, he's his team's really performing. Uh, and then, you know, dudes in the Alliance have a decent week, and Statman and myself uh, at 15 points for offensively, and you think that's bad, and the Bulls had a 13-and-a-half point week. So that's, that's yeah. worse. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, two weeks left in the season, and Bob leads the week. So it's it's pretty tough to pass him at that point. Yeah,
1: it, it, it is. And, you know, um, good, good for him because anybody that's gone down – the last week in uh, a bush league pennant race, um, it's excruciatingly difficult because one, you don't um, have daily moose, so you know tomorrow is your big chance to, to to set your roster, and then number two is that you, you got to look at it in terms of who's actually going to play because just because it might be the better player, if the team is in a race, they might be playing, but if the team is not in a race, they might sit. Uh, a veteran in, in favor of a rookie or something like that. So it's just really hard to manage this last week of the season. And, uh, I, you know, as you just pointed out, there's not too many races. I think the dudes are, are probably going to beat the Bulls in, you know, their their work battle. And um, I think you're going to be safe from Tom. Um, Tom, myself, and the Rebs um, all have a point separating us between seventh and ninth. And it's a matter of pride Um, so I, I I will be watching, um, all the way to the bitter end. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, so we go to the fab, our last fab, we had five players picked up. Yeah. Well, five five and a half, I guess with (laughs) Hunter. We'll we'll start with the, let's start with the dudes. Um, dudes had the most money left and he spent 20 bucks on Luke Jackson, a pitcher uh, from the Braves. Archie Bradley went on the DL again. Again, you know, this guy's done nothing for the Phillies. Um, dudes, also pick up Brett Anderson. I feel like this guy's been on a few teams this year.
1: Oh, he was he was really bad against the Cardinals this week. But I guess everybody's been bad against the Cardinals the yeah. last two weeks.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, and we're gonna get into that. Uh, Jake McGee's out out to probably the first week of October. Um, so that may be a problem for the Giants. So he's got an oblique thing. Um Oof. Stat, yeah. Statman pick up Trace Thompson, which I he for the Cubs. This is the guy who's the brother plays in the NBA.
1: Yeah, he's yeah. brother of Clay
0: Thompson. Clay Thompson, yeah. yeah. Um so he's back in major league baseball and uh they they dropped Brent Suter. Um
1: another and, person that's been really bad against the well, he's just been bad, you know, pretty much all year, Brent Suter.
0: Yeah, he's got some wins for Bill though. Yeah. Um, and then the Bulls – so the Bulls have – Oh, you know what? I
1: apologize. I, You know what? I, I, I get Brent Suter. I don't know why. I get Brent Suter and Kyle Davies. Oh,
0: um, yeah, no.
1: Confused. Okay. Yeah, never mind. Forget my comment. Uh,
0: the Bulls pick up two players. Uh, he did have an open fab spot. So he picked up Nolan Gorman, and he also picked up Hunter Green, but then he realized he had too many players and dropped Hunter Green this morning. And I'm wondering what the transaction – times are, because if he picked up Hunter Green first, that would null and void Nolan Gorman. Ooh.
1: Oh, so let me ask you something, because I I did highlight both uh, Hunter Green and and Nolan Gorman, thinking that what he tried to do was pick uh, those two players up as retention picks for for next year, and I I guess the question is, um, do you know if he has a spot, and I guess you already said he does. Yeah. um, Tom will verify that as, um, you know, he, he does. So, so that, that is allowed according to the rules. I, I need to reread your rules that you had passed out back in in March.
0: It is, it is
1: allowed. Okay. Yep. yep. Okay. And, and, and honestly, um, no one, well, either one of them, um, probably have a pretty good shot at making the, the opening day roster next year. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. I- yeah, I had both of them at one point. Um, okay. Because I thought Hunter Green was going to come up. But he they promoted Triple A, and then he he got suspended because he threw at someone's head. And when you throw like a hundred five, that's a problem. So yeah. Um, and then Gorman, yeah, Gorman's had a pretty good year in the minor leagues.
1: Yeah, he has.
0: Yeah. So uh, I'll ha- I'm gonna see if I can really see the transaction. Um, Hey, if not, just just
1: ask uh, ask CBS Sports. I'm sure they'll be more than willing to help you.
0: Well, we should hear by next March.
1: (laughs) Yeah, tell them you need this information by March before our our retention deadline.
0: No hurries. Yeah. (laughs) You don't have to tell them that. Um, All right, so the other thing you brought up uh, this week was we need to revisit uh, what should the Gold Monkey Award represent.
1: Wait, can we just jump back oh, for yeah. a second for fab? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, well, you know what? I'll, I'll talk about it in my closing. Never mind. Okay. Go ahead. You yeah. sure? All right. Yeah.
0: All right. So you brought up what should the Golden Monkey Award represent? You remember we talked yeah. about we're going to, we're going to do this. Um, you, you, you were of the mindset of, Hey, let's pull the owners and kind of get a feel. And I was of the mindset of, no, we're, we're doing this together and we're just going to start handing it out. Um, okay. And then I, you know what? They, but when you try to define, okay, who does what? What type of behavior, right? That's what we're looking at. Behavior that this would go to. Um, I, it, I was reminded of the Supreme Court when they tried to come up with a definition or criteria of pornography. Do you remember what they came up with?
1: <laughs> Vaguely, but but let's 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 hear it.
0: We can't define it, but we know it when we see it, and that's. That's the Gold Monkey Award criteria.
1: There you go. Spoken like true old white men.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, at least one old white man. Um, <laughs> we can't define it, but we know it when we see it. So that's <clears throat> that's what it is. Now, I'm up for like. If you have any thoughts, anybody listening, hey, this is. It should go to this person for this. It should go to that person for that. I'm willing to listen, but it will be handed out at the at the um, at the championship party.
1: Okay, do do you want my opinion now yeah, or do you go want ahead. me to wait until then?
0: No, no, go ahead and share it.
1: Uh, I, you know, I'm thinking that the Golden Monkey uh, award should really represent it stay true to its origins and and that's when you you, you flub something at the draft. Uh, what that something is, uh, I guess we we can't define it but we'll know it when we see it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's right. That's But, 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 that but it's dimension. really
1: draft-centric, if you will.
0: Okay, draft-centric. All right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, that'll, that'll keep everyone on their toes then.
1: <laughs> <I don't track. laughs> will it? Well, here's the problem. I'll be so engrossed in trying to keep track of that that I'll, I'll mess up another draft. You know, like how many times a person has, has nominated somebody else that has already been picked. So, um, yeah, that, I guess that will be a a burden for all of us to to, to share.
0: This is the time where I really wish I would have known who said, for God's sakes, man, let me help you.
1: (laughs) I think it's best that we never really know and we can just attribute it to to anybody. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that, if I spoke it or whoever spoke it, 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 it's a classic quote.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, It is the best quote. Yeah. Ever. Um, all right, championship gala. So Bob Kirk reached out to us um, about monks in Philly, and I think it's on 16th Street. It's in Center City. Um, I would actually be cool with that because I could take the train and get off of 17th Street, walk walk back to the train and go home. <laughs> that would actually okay. be pretty good.
1: Yeah. Um, well, w- w- what date are we looking at?
0: Well, I don't think we picked a date
1: okay because what would be great is if we could do it um i think it's saturday october 15th would be choice number one
0: it's uh, yeah saturday's the 16th but yeah oh, i get okay. it okay
1: yeah saturday the 16th how about that all right All right. yeah so, and and do you do you have any objections to day drinking because i know you had picked on a couple of us before
0: no i have about no day objections. drinking no okay no no, no. um yeah, so if we'll get with Bob Kirk this week and and talk to him next week, tell him to come up with something a little more definitive and and yeah. and we'll, we'll we'll put something together.
1: There we go. Right, and good. and like we said that uh, I, I like your idea of me Benmo mowing the the bar with Bob's winning so he can take cover <laughs> the uh, the cost of uh of this. But and Bob, I'm drinking big if but, he's paying.
0: But Bob can pay for the tip.
1: Let's, yeah. Yeah. Same. Now, as long as long, well, here's the other thing: is as long as Bob's not picking the drinks, because then we'll just be having no lights.
0: So, yeah, yeah, I can't do that yeah. anymore. <laughs> all right, all right. So we'll, we'll get with Bob this week, and then uh, we'll pin him down next week. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. Um, baseball news: Mookie Betts retrieving the first homer uh, hit by the Reds. TJ Friedel? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I did saw you that. See that I did. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah, talk about it for a second. Yeah, well I mean, Friedel hits the homer and um, you know, Betts pretty much goes into you know, he plays in right field and coax the I, I don't know, coax is the word, but got the fans to say, Hey, throw the ball back. This is you know, it, it was cool. I wish I wish he was mic'd up when, when he was there, talking to them. Yeah. It, it would be been good cool point. to to hear what he said. And it's good on the fans throwing it back. You know, to understand the context of which the ball was hit, and it's a big deal in in a in anyone's life to hit a home run. I,
1: I, I thought it was just a really nice gesture um, for an opposing player to do something like that. I mean, this that just shows goes to Mookie Betts' character, right? And and understanding that hey, this guy hit a home run. The significance, like you said, uh, of hitting the first um, his first major league home run. I think it was actually his first major league hit too. And to, 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 to do that and to offer somebody, hey, throw this back and I'll get you. I'll sign uh, send a bat and give it to you. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. Uh,
1: well done by Mookie Betts.
0: Yeah, it is well done.
1: Um, if I was a smart aleck, I'd say, hey, Mookie, I want you to sign a bowling ball and, and give it to me. <laughs>
0: yeah. Maybe people who are good bowlers have good character. I don't know. Maybe there's something <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> They're not I
1: only. don't know. We'll find out. We'll, we'll find out with Bob Krupp next week. He's a good bowler.
0: Yeah, I forgot about he that. He is. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. All right, uh, Adam Duvall. He's on pace to be the first major leaguer to hit 40 homers with a sub 300 on base percentage. <laughs> he's got 38 right now. Yeah, his his on base percentage is less than 300, and he could have 40 home runs. That is incredible. Yeah,
1: you know that was a that 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 was a. If Bill had a little bit more offense, um, he may have been able to win this thing, but. Um, Adam Duval Duval and uh, Jesus Aguilera really kept him kept his offense uh, afloat all, all year yeah. and uh, yeah. you know I, I think all of us had given up on Duval um, certainly prior to uh, 2020.
0: Yeah uh, so it, there are um, there are four other players that have had 30 plus homers with a sub 300 on base percentage, really. Uh, who, yes. Who's that? Uh, Dave Kingman did it four times.
1: Okay. I His, guess if there was one player, yep, I would I would think Kingman would, would fall in there.
0: Tony Armas. All right. Joe Carter when he was with the Indians.
1: Joe Carter, really? Yep. Okay. Wow. And I at, wouldn't have expected that.
0: Pedro Alvarez.
1: Pedro that was one of Tom's favorite players, Pedro Alvarez.
0: Yeah, he he had a huh. and he was that type of player. He probably hit two thirty and hit thirty eight homers.
1: Was right. that with the Pirates?
0: Yeah, with the Pirates, yeah. Okay. And uh, Suarez, Eugenio Suarez, has a shot this year. He's He has 28 homers, and his on-base percentage is 271.
1: Oh. So let me ask you, how do you feel about that, carrying him all year?
0: Yeah. I mean, the the OPS is the problem, right? I mean, his – well, his average is the problem. He's hitting 175. But he, he still has 28 homers and – he 80 eighty eighty RBIs. I mean, it's not bad. It's just for what you pay for him. Like Bill paid one twenty five for Duval. I paid three dollars for Suarez. That if you flip it, if I pay one twenty five for Suarez, I'm happy. But you you know you spend two more dollars on a guy. That's that's a problem.
1: So I'm I'm looking according to here we go according to CBS, they have him uh, year to date ranked at number ninety six.
0: As a as an offensive player,
1: yeah. Well, overall, yeah, overall, yeah, yeah. okay. Right?
0: Yeah, because his his OPS is under seven.
1: Yeah, that's that's hard to do. Yeah, it's six seventy nine. Yeah, uh, okay. at least his yeah. The time with you and you've had him you've had him active all all year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And, okay. Well, he's starting to lose at bats now. The past couple of weeks. Yeah. Well,
1: there's, yeah. There's nothing going on with the Reds, so. I, I can't imagine he's going to play much the last week, and this is what we just talked about. Yeah, he's probably
0: not. Yeah, um, I, I don't know unless unless David Bell wants him to get that thirty homer under sub under three hundred OPS uh, on base percentage record. Maybe hey, let, l-
1: let me a- let me ask you something. Are you surprised by the number of, of managers that have been giving uh, given extensions? Um, gosh, I- I'm thinking right off the top of my head, David Bell was given an extension. Um, last week
0: are you surprised by that uh maybe not I I feel like okay I I, I feel like he's done it like if you're going to attribute young player production performance with a manager all right let's just say you do that so he's done a good job with India he's done a good job with Winker he he's he's kept him in the race If the Cardinals don't win 14 in a row they're still in the race here right so um I think he's probably done a good job with his team. He's probably gonna he's gonna lose Suarez. Mustakis was out pretty much all year. I think he had 120 at bats. Um, yeah. So if you attribute managers to the development of young players, you could argue he's done a decent job.
1: Okay. All right. I, I'm not. I'm not a David Bell fan in in watching him manage. What about this one? What about this other one? Uh, Diamondbacks manager. Yeah. Okay. Corey Lovallo was, was
0: extended as well. Maybe because no one else wants the job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough.
0: <laughs> See, we're not going to be able Fair to enough. get anyone, man. So why don't we just extend okay. this. <laughs> um, in other baseball news, Tampa's Kevin Kiermeyer slides into home and it it was a slide tag. You know, they rolled around a little bit. It wasn't, wasn't a collision. But the... The, the little index card falls out of the catcher's pocket and falls right in front of Kiermaier he's laying on the ground. He looks at it and looked at it to figure like, what this is. You know, it could have been a lineup card from the umpire. He just didn't know. He looked at it. He realized what it was, and it's the notes for the pitchers for each of the batters, and Kiermaier picked it up and ran into the raised dugout with it. The next night, Kiermaier gets hit in the side. Of course, the, <laughs> the pitcher gets ejected uh what are your thoughts on this
1: actually what my thoughts are is you know um we should have asked bill um and given his position um his work position what he would think of something like that
0: (laughs) it's a gift you take it
1: (laughs) yeah um i I don't know I, i i guess my thinking is is that players need to have data cards and that's it, then it's it's fair game if it falls on the ground, that type of thing. Let it be a mad scramble, like a dollar, like, you know, dollar cash. Remember they used to have those things where you used to get, uh, yeah. grab as many dollars you can off the field as a promotional? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's, it's weird. I, I did not see that. Do you remember who the pitcher was that hit Kiermaier?
0: As a young guy, it was the next day, and he hit, he hit him okay. right the side. I mean, it was a good hit. You know what I mean? He hit him like – I think he tried to hit him in the backside, and it probably rose up a little bit. Hit him in the, hit him in the back, and you know it wasn't dangerous. It wasn't other than it probably hurt. But yeah, I I think it's bullcrap so, on the Blue Jays. So
1: did did here's my question: Is that they threw him out right away? Was it did it look intentional, or oh, did yeah. they know what yeah. happened the day before?
0: Well, they knew what happened the day before, and it looked intentional. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. It, I I didn't know anything about that. Interesting.
0: Yep. Yeah, so um, – but, yeah, I would have done the maybe. same thing. I would have picked it up. And maybe,
1: maybe that's how Tampa has, has developed, right, uh, is that they steal everybody's data cards. I don't know.
0: <laughs> what? Yeah, he was out by a mile, too, so maybe it was planned. Get in and knock, it, knock <laughs> the data card out.
1: <laughs> that's the next thing is that you can develop baseball players that are pickpockets, right, and you can steal a <laughs> data card. Uh, that's, maybe that's a Houston thing, though. Who, yeah, so, who knows?
0: so what are you saying? You walk the catcher intentionally, get him down to first, and then <laughs> – yeah. pick his pocket. Distract him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you, you know what, when you walk up to when you walk up to the catcher, you know, when you tap them and saying hi, yeah, you kind yeah. of pick their pocket at the same time.
0: There you go. Yeah. Little yeah.
1: play the hand, never hurts.
0: All right. Uh let, let's get into these playoff races. The Cardinals have won 14 in a row or 15 now. 15, 15 F- now. Yeah. 15 in a row. They lost I think on September 10th. Was their last loss. Um they, they ran away with the wild card, just completely ran away with it. Um, yeah. They, they ran away from the – and hid from the Reds and the Padres. The Phillies aren't – they're in the list of the wild card, but they're not in the wild card. Um, it, it, how shocked were you that they ripped off 15 in a row?
1: Well, it, it's never been done in Cardinal history before. So so when you have an event like that is, is is absolutely shocking um as bill had mentioned it it's good to be able to watch baseball that 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 means something and it's it's really interesting cuz you you've seen these cast projections which i i think are just i don't know if they're silly but back in early september i think the cardinals chances of getting into the playoffs were like 1.2% and now it's like 98% or something like that which just goes to show you, you've seen those in game like uh where it says the team's losing 7 nothing in the uh the yeah, eighth yeah, says I they have a 0.4%. You know, mm-hmm. It's just like, whatever, just turn that off. You you, you save yeah. it for the betting lines or something like that. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really like those things. Do you?
0: No. Yeah, it's like the strike zone box. Like I don't need to see that. Yeah. I know what it's uh,
1: doing. Actually, I do like the strike zone box. But But let me ask you. Let me ask you now. Because the last big race in the National League, besides the National League West jockeying, which is really big, know the the winner of the division gets to sit out uh the loser is going to have the best second best record in the national league and have to play probably the cardinals um and like you said are are really hot now so that so that is a big deal but the other playoff race is the phillies and the um and it looks like which starts what tuesday night and the phillies have their uh have their starters all set up for this week, right? They're running out Wheeler, Noah, and Gibson Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday.
0: Yeah, so I will tell you that it really comes down to today. I mean, the Phillies—this is a must-win for the Phillies, and you know—and I'm not, I'm not equating it to the Cardinals' run, but the Phillies have had a run like this this week as well. Uh, they played the Orioles, and they're playing—they're finishing with the Pirates, so they had seven games. It will be seven games today with the Orioles and the Pirates. They they opened the week with a shutout loss to the Orioles and I'm thinking you got to be kidding me, man. Like yeah, you I cannot saw that do nothing, this, right? yeah. They were down game 2, came back uh, and won in extra innings. They squeaked out a win in game 3. The Pirates series has been crazy. I think they've been they were down both games except for last night. Um, where they I went to bed in the 8th when Wilmer Defoe hit a two-run homer to, to take the lead for the Pirates. I'm like, God, right, this is over. I woke up the next morning, they won. So they're, they're winning crazy, crazy games. Um, they got to win today to, to keep the distance of a half game. And what's unusual about this race, Jamie, I don't, you, you probably don't realize this, but Atlanta has a game in hand. Yes, but they they're only scheduled through next Sunday. So if the Phillies or Atlanta are within a half game of each other, Atlanta's got to play that game on Monday.
1: Do, do you know who that would be again?
0: I do not know, but I think it's I I think it's Washington, but I don't know. Can you imagine,
1: if, if you're the Nationals, you're just like playing, I, I just want the season to be over. Uh, you don't want to play uh, another game. And I don't know where that would be played. If it's the Nationals, it would be played in D.C. or down to in Atlanta, but that would just be – talk about lack of incentive.
0: Well, yeah, and, th- and uh, you know, if, if they're within a half game, Atlanta's got to play. And let's just say they're a half game back. Atlanta's got to play on Monday. They win on Monday – now they're tied with the Phils. They got to play on Tuesday. Oh, okay, right. Like it, it yeah. could work out that way. So they're a game and a half out now. Um, yep. Yeah. The Phils got they can't go two and a half out, walking into that series. Then it, then it's a you got to sweep them, and I I don't think they can sweep Atlanta. So they they no even even the way Atlanta's playing. I mean, well, they're six of four in their last ten. I mean, okay, they, they're not well, falling apart.
1: It, it, it's shaping up to be a good series because uh, the Braves are counting with uh, countering with Anderson, Morton, and and Freed. So it should be a, and, and should be are, a good. I'm going to watch that. It the, should be good.
0: Who who are the Phillies throwing?
1: Wheeler, Nola, and Gibson.
0: Okay, so Nola stinks. So that's not really a thing. That makes me nervous. Nola gave up really? six runs to the Pirates and got the win. Yeah. <laughs> he gave up six runs in the first three innings. What happened to him? He stinks. That's what happened to him. <laughs> he's, he's had one good year, and people think he's like a Cy Young candidate. He's not. He's a two-time-around the right. lineup guy. I, I don't know. I get frustrated when I have to talk about him. I, I just can't. Ranger Suarez is a better pitcher than he is. But.
1: Well, yeah. so, so what you're saying is you're not going to be bidding more than how much next year on Aaron Noah?
0: Oh, I don't bid on him. Yeah. No? No. You're out? I'm out. Okay. I can't, I can't watch that guy. All right. Yeah. Um, all right, so it would be interesting this week. We'll, we'll have some stuff to talk about next week, especially if the Phils and the Braves are have to play that extra game. That would actually be kind yeah. of cool. yeah, Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, real quick. Are, are the Cardinals are going to make the wild card. That's a definite – are you hoping yeah. for the Dodgers or the Giants? or Which one would you rather go against to beat?
1: Uh, my head's telling me that you want to go against the Giants. I, 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 just, I just don't know. I mean, the Giants have been good all, all year long. I, I think what's in the Cardinals' favor is that it's one-game series because I think both of those teams, have been, as they've shown all year long, um, are much better than the Cardinals. So over a five-game series, I don't know if the Cardinals would have a great chance, but in a one-game series, yeah, I'll, I'll certainly take that. And I just hope that they can continue. It's, it's, it's hard, right? They got this last week against the Brewers and the Cubs to take that kind of swagger in, into the playoffs. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I, I, it would ah. be nice to knock the Giants off. I'll root for the Cardinals if they play the Giants.
1: All right. I mean, you don't like any of those teams: Cardinals, Giants, Dodgers.
0: So, no, no. I'm, i I know I'm going to end up for. I'm. I'm going to end up rooting for Houston. That's where it's going <laughs> to come. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, I do have a Twib note this week, brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have if you're having more than one, from Blue Mountain Brewery out of Virginia. Red Zeppelin. I read It's a red IPA. Um, six point four percent ABV. Beer Advocate did have it in there at eighty-six. Uh, that's where I'd put it at. That's an 86. It's good.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. That's that's, that's, yeah. that's drinkable beer. How did you find this, or where did you find
0: that? Yeah, it's a good question. So my wife and her sister were down in the Shenandoah Mountains a couple weekends ago. Uh, you know, Skyline Drive. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's, it's kind of cool. Uh, but anyway, um, she ran in. She was at the gift shop, and they had beers there from this Blue Mountain Brewery, and she brought a couple home for me for our podcast. Okay. Nice. It is nice. That- a team effort. Yeah, this house. Team effort.
1: Hey, so 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 let let me. Um, I, I was out in Lidditz, Pennsylvania yesterday. You know, right up the road from from you. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a brewery, a, a small one near you that you should try and see if you can find. I don't know if it's available. But, well, close to you. It's it's called South County Brewing. It's in Fawn Grove, Pennsylvania. Do you know where that is? I don't. I've never heard of the town. Either have I. Really, okay, because I I think it's somewhere. I, I don't know if it's in Southern York County. Um, probably not too far from you. But they have some 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 pretty good beers that I tried yesterday.
0: Okay, yeah, I'll uh, South County, right? South County Brewery. South County, oh. yes. Yeah, yes. they uh, we we go to a it's a it's called a beer garden in Lancaster City. I don't know if I brought it up to you before. It's an old lumber yard that this brewery out of York uh leases on friday saturday and sunday so we go friday nights and there's a lot of different ages uh jameson brings his toys he can play he runs around they have a dj and they have local beer which is pretty good i've had their hazy ipa it's decent they have food trucks and so yeah it's a good good night that's the only york county brewery that i know but I'll, i'll look into this other one
1: Okay, and and didn't Bob send to you, didn't he text you about
0: a beer he wants you to try? He did, and, and I'm going to get that, and I'm going to review it on next week when he's on. Okay, yeah. perfect. He said he perfect. got it Don't at Wegmans. Don't keep it a surprise until then. Yeah, so Wegmans I, I, I can deal with too, so I'll go to Wegmans and, and uh, pick it up.
1: Of course, that has a bit of a snob appeal, so you should fit right in there. <laughs> right.
0: All right, today in baseball history 1971 Jim Palmer wins his 20th game of the season joining Dave uh, McNally uh, Mike Cuellar Pat Dobson as the fourth 20 game winner for the O's It's the first time since 19 the 1920 White Sox and is the last team to do it um, I Looked at some other teams since then that I thought might have been close uh, 86 Mets Remember the 86 Mets, right? I, I do. So, Ojeda had 18, Gooden had 17, Fernandez had 16, and Darling had 15. That's a pretty good run. Wow. Okay. That's a pretty good run. Yeah. 89 A's. Uh, this was probably the closest. So, uh, Dave Stewart had 21, Mike Moore had 19, Storm Davis had 19, and Bob Welsh had 17. That's, that's the closest. Wow. And then the 0-1 Mariners, uh, Moir had 20, Freddie Garcia had 18, Paul Abbott 17, and Aaron Sealy had 15.
1: Okay, that was the uh, the Mariners that won 100 and what 116 games that year. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and I looked at the 0-11 Phillies, but yeah, they didn't. They had they had two guys in the high teens, and then 15 and 14. So, um, yeah. So it, it shows you how hard. Like that's never going to happen again. Uh, 420 I
1: would agree with that
0: I don't know if we'll have 415 game winners
1: uh the way uh they manage and protect innings uh, probably not
0: yeah all right 1993 Randy Johnson records his 300th K for the season at that time making him the only 12th pitcher in 100 years to reach this feat uh there are now 18 pitchers that have done this and something interesting Kurt Schilling did it three times what? Kurt Schilling struck yeah. out
1: 300 three times? Yeah. That's, I,
0: I, that's surprising. I, it? I guess
1: it would be four times if you include his personal life,
0: huh? <laughs> you talking about Schilling? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe even five. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kurt, you were doing so well there for a while. All right. Yeah. Uh, 2013, Mariano Rivera pitches his last game in Yankee Stadium. He retired at 43 years old. And just as a note, during his last season, he was six and two with 44 saves, a 2.11 ERA, and a seven and a half strikeouts per nine innings.
1: You know what? (laughs) I, I don't think I fully appreciated Mariano Rivera just because playing for the Yankees, I never wanted to watch the Yankees. Other than, you know, I would see him in the postseason, but I never really had an appreciation just how good he was. Pretty much every day. I mean, he was he, he was about as bankable as you can get as a reliever.
0: Yeah, and I, I think, you know, it, you wouldn't think this, but he would, if I remember correctly, he was probably most effective against lefties, which you wouldn't think as a right-handed pitcher. You no. Know, right? But he would throw that fastball, he would throw it at that left-hander's hip, and it would drift back over the strike zone late. So there's no way, if you were going to hit it, you were going to hit it foul. Or yeah. you and, and even when they lost that World Series against Arizona, he threw that pitch to Luis Gonzalez and he got jammed and lifted it over the second baseman's head. That's the only yeah like he ran in some he,
1: tough luck there, right? Yeah. It wasn't due to bad pitches.
0: No, it was it was right where he wanted it, and yeah, yeah. Rivera got jammed and that was it. Like he, he I remember when he pitched against Victorino in 09. Like Victorino didn't know what the hell to do with him. <laughs> like he just didn't know what to do with him. Um, yeah, so it kind of shows you at forty-three. He probably wasn't washed up. He just didn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah,
1: good yeah, he went out on his terms. Good for him.
0: All right, what are you walking off with?
1: Oh boy. So so last night, you know, was uh, I I called it with Terry. Uh, I said it's uh, triple last night. She goes, "What does that mean?" I said, "It's the final freaking fab," um, because. <laughs> I, I, I just have so much anxiety with with fab uh, in terms of, you know, Bill, Bill painted it earlier in the podcast. Just now you've got to look a couple of weeks down the road. you got to worry about whatever everybody else is bidding, how much money they have. And um, I had planned last night, and I thought I did. Uh, I thought I put a bid in for Jake Woodford. But, you know, it kind of just summarizes my season that somehow I flubbed my fab and didn't even come up last night. Yeah. Um, uh, my my final bid um only had a dollar but i was just thinking about this ride tell me if this is just too um if, if i was just being too cruel i was thinking about getting jake woodford and for a good part of the week i was thinking about dropping christian yelich just because he's pissed me off so much this year <laughs> <laughs> just to be punitive
0: yeah i i think behavior motivated by spite is usually productive <laughs>
1: It would make me feel good about me, uh, myself going into the winter. It would.
0: Good for you. Sticking it to the man.
1: There, yeah, you know me. I always want to stick it to the man. Oh,
0: what man. are you walking off with? All right. I'm walking off with my new favorite food is tofu.
1: All right. Well, I, I now tell me I don't know much about tofu. So I two things I want to know from you. Number one, how do you cook it? And number two, I've heard that it takes on the it has no flavor and it takes on the flavor of whatever you're cooking it with.
0: Okay, so let me answer question two. Yes, that's exactly correct. It takes on the flavor of whatever you put on it or cook it with. Uh, Okay. So, you know, in this like walking thing I do, I thought like, you know, eating red meat is good for protein, but you know, as you get older, you're a little more mindful of other consequences of red meat so sure. uh rick has always eaten tofu his, his wife cooks it for him and and he likes really? it yeah mm-hmm. so i have known about it for years but i thought yeah i'm gonna try it and i, I had it at a restaurant recently it was a french restaurant and christy and i went to it for my birthday and it tasted like balsamic vinegar and i and i thought wow this is this is really good there's a lot of benefits to this so i started buying it a couple weeks ago it comes in a block soaked in water mm-hmm. it looks like a sponge really so i get the really firm tofu from wegman's and i cut it into cubes i fry it in a pan with oil and then i mix it with um i i put in i mixed it with uh like zucchini spaghetti you know what i'm talking about like zucchini yeah, cut. yeah i mix it with uh, cherry tomatoes um this week, I'm going to try it with beets, and I bought another block I'll cook with uh, snap peas. And then I just put balsamic vinegar on it. So that's what I have for lunch. So it's high in protein. It's virtually got no fat wow. or calories. And um, it takes on the taste of whatever you put it on or whatever you put on it. And I put sriracha sauce on it. So, yeah, it's good. And wow. You, good, for, and, good for you. Yeah, and you can does it price that? Um, you know what? I, I think it's like $4, a little over $4 a block, but I probably get three lunches out of it. So, whatever. Yeah.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah.
0: All
1: right. Nice. Nice. So kind of like a – yeah, go
0: ahead. Yeah, that, that's that's kind of my new thing. And uh, I, I each week I think maybe if I put it cook it like this and put it in like stir-fry rice. and So that that's what I'm going to do. I, I'm not going to – I use it for my lunch, you know, when I'm at home. So I cook the whole block at the beginning of the week, and I just put it up in Tupperware. You can reheat it, and yeah, it's good.
1: Nice, nice. Well, you know, that's kind of um, you're talking about favorite food. When I was out in Hawaii, I had spam Musabi.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: Yeah, which is which is you know which is supposedly a cheaper version. They use it like. Um, like, it's a sushi. They put Spam with some rice and seaweed, and, yeah, it's a nice, cheap eat. And, you know, Spam is very popular in, um, in Hawaii, but it doesn't have nearly the benefits of, of tofu. And I don't think you want to eat it like tofu, <laughs> unless you want to be dead in a year.
0: <laughs> yeah, we probably have – there's probably a couple of uh, Department of Defense warehouses that are full of Spam cans. From like Yeah right team, right. That, right. Those are MREs
1: for uh, the military.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. All right. Next week we have uh, probably the 2021 champs, uh, SuperHawks, on.
1: Yeah, we have the coronation next week, boys and girls. So uh, everybody, uh, take a listen for uh, for next week's champ.
0: Yep, and um, and then we'll we'll pin them down for a for a date for the uh, championship party. All right. Sounds good, Chief. All right, buddy. Talk to you next week. Have a good week. Yep.